Hello and welcome to this talk from Hersham Baptist Church. My name is Phil, I'm the pastor of the church here. It's great to have you with us. We're here to provide great Christian resources to help us all to be courageous in mission, Bible-saturated, spirit-dependent and loving of others. If you're new here, then please hit like and subscribe below to stay in touch. If any of the issues in this talk or in life generally are affecting you and you'd like to talk to someone or pray with someone, then please get in contact with me or with someone else from the church using the links in the show notes below, and we'd be delighted to talk and to pray with you. We're going to look at the Bible in a moment, but first let's pray. Heavenly King, Comforter, Spirit of Truth, present everyone, filling all things, we pray that you would open our hearts and our minds and our lives to understand what we're here for, to be filled with joy and love in you, and to be changed to be like Jesus. Amen. Well, we're starting a new series today, thinking about the big questions. Questions about life, the universe and everything. And we're going to start today with really the biggest question of all. Why am I here? What's the point of my life? Where am I going? It's a really important question to ask. If we don't know where we're going or what we're doing or why we are here then very quickly we end up going in the wrong direction or doing the wrong thing. This was illustrated brilliantly by a uh, an incident on a BA flight last year in March. There was a flight due to take off from London Heathrow Airport and it was going to fly all the way to Dusseldorf in Germany. All the passengers boarded the plane, they were ready to set off on their holiday. And on went the pilots. Unfortunately, the pilots had received the wrong instructions about where they were going. They thought they were going to Edinburgh in Scotland. A few hours later, the pilots and passengers disembarked to discover themselves 525 miles off course in a totally different country. When we don't know where we're going, when we don't know why we're here, we end up in the wrong place, frustrated and annoyed. Or there's this famous incident from American football history when Jim Marshall of the Minnesota Vikings American football team picked up the ball high up the pitch near the opposition goal area. Unfortunately, he hadn't realised where he was going and set off at full speed, 60 metres in the wrong direction, heading back towards his own goal line. As Jim Marshall would tell us, we need to know why we're here and where we're going. And that's our question for today. We're going to dig into it in some detail in a moment. But first, I want to give a summary of this question and answer. A lunchtime summary, if you will. Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. We are here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Well, let's unpack a little bit more what that means. 
the main purpose of our lives, the reason for our existence, is to glorify God. God made us for his glory. He made you for his glory, to bear his glory and show it back to him. In Isaiah 43 verses 6 and 7, it says this, I will say to the north, give them up. I'll say to the south, don't hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who's called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. It's not only in the Old Testament that we read this. We're told by St. Paul in Romans that when Jesus came and he died and he rose again for us, he did it so that we could glorify God. This is what St. Paul says in Romans chapter 15 and verses 8 and 9. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs, that's to the saints of long ago, might be confirmed. And moreover, that the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews, might glorify God for his mercy. Everything we do and everything we are is to glorify God. As it says in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. We are here to glorify him. Now that's a hugely liberating truth if you really grasp what it means. Our life's purpose and meaning lie with God. They don't lie within each one of us. We don't have to search within us and generate our own meaning or purpose. We don't have to carry that burden. It would be far too heavy for any one of us to carry. And we'd be rubbish at it anyway. Instead, we find our meaning and our purpose in looking to God. It also frees us from the confusion and the conflict that come when everyone has to imagine and pursue their own purpose. All of these different conflicting aims and goals and meanings being brought into to, to, to conflict with one another. We avoid that totally because instead of each one of us looking at ourselves, we all look up and glorify him. We are here and our lives have meaning and value Because we are all called to reflect and declare the goodness of our creator. In this of all weeks, we should glory in this truth. Whether we are black or white, whether we are male or female, each one of us, each human life is made in the image of God, bears his glory and is called to bring that glory back to him. Each human life on this planet is of infinite value, whether it is black or white, male or female, because each human life is made in the image of an all-powerful, all-glorious, all-worthy creator and is therefore itself of infinite value and worth. We are ultimately called to glorify God because he made us and he is good and we were created for his glory. So how do we do that? How do we glorify God? Well, this is the second truth. And if anything, this is even more amazing than the first. We glorify God through our joy in him. In other words, our purpose in life is to enjoy God. I'm going to say that again. God wants your life to be filled with joy. He longs to satisfy and nourish our souls. 
Not only does the Bible speak about God's desire that we be joyful, that we find happiness, but he actually commands us to be joyful in him. Here are just a few examples. Let's read the rest of that reading we began from Romans chapter 15. It goes like this. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover that the Gentiles, that's the non-Jews, might glorify God for his mercy. And then we see what that glorifying God actually means. Paul says, as it's written, therefore I'll praise you among the Gentiles. I'll sing of the praises of your name. Again, it says rejoice, have joy, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, let the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We glorify God by enjoying him through our happiness in him. Here are some more examples. Is that the Psalms in some ways say it better because it takes poetry, it takes song to really express joy, the desire for joy and God's desire to give it to us. So here are some examples from the Psalms. Take delight in the Lord, Psalm 37 says, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight. How priceless is your unfailing love, O God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delight. You make known to me the path of life. Psalm 16 verse 11. You will fill me with joy. In your presence with eternal pleasures as at your right hand. Or as a modern song puts it, on and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms and satisfies our souls. God wants our joy and happiness. Because when we find our deepest satisfaction and joy in him, we glorify him. And fulfill his purpose for us. This is great news. Intuitively we all want to be happy. We want to seek for joy. But often when we long for joy and fulfilment. We look for it in all the wrong places. We long for something transcendent. Ultimately good and everlasting and satisfying. And instead we we settle for things that are small and transitory and temporary. And unable to satisfy. We were made to glorify and find our joy in God. And so nothing else will do. As St. Augustine says, You've made us for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Do you long to know true satisfaction and joy? Then pursue God and find joy in him. That's the purpose of your life. It's what you were created for. It's how you bring glory to him. It's to make him your delight. Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Now that sounds amazing and it is. 
But I don't want you to mishear me. It's not easy. It means being willing to stop pursuing things that take us away from God and start pursuing things that take us towards him. For some of us, it's going to mean accepting that the flight our lives have been on is heading to Edinburgh when it should be heading to Germany. And turning that plane around can be painful. It can hurt us to admit we were wrong. It can hurt us to ask for forgiveness and a new start. But it's necessary if we're going to find the life and fulfil the purpose that God has for us in Christ Jesus. Jesus himself put it this way. Whoever wants to be my disciple, that's my follower, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Well, what can one give in exchange for their soul? Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Now, you might be right at the start of your journey with Jesus. You might be right at the start of thinking about these questions, this big question of life and why am I here? And if you want to think about it more, I'm going to suggest that you might want to try an Alpha course. There's a link in the show notes below where you can click on the link above to join an online Alpha course. It's a low pressure way of thinking about these big questions in the company of other participants and hearing stories from great scientists and prisoners and musicians and artists and priests who've had their lives transformed uh, by Jesus. But maybe you've been following Jesus for a while now. Maybe you're not someone who's right at the beginning of your journey. You're someone who's been walking it for a while. And things are hard. Maybe life is not full of joy. I know what that experience is like. I know what the experience can be of following Jesus and finding that my life is really hard. Struggling with depression or with illness. Following Jesus doesn't mean that your life is going to be easy. It doesn't mean that you're going to avoid suffering. He didn't. His life was at times marked by tears. Tis a grief for the loss of his friends, hardship and hunger, even death. And yet the amazing thing when we find our joy and our hope in God is that it doesn't actually matter what the circumstances of our life are. God doesn't change. Everything around us changes. Other people might let us down. Our health might fail us. But God never does. It doesn't matter even what our mental state is, our circumstances in our mind is. We can always come back to our source of joy. He's always there. God never changes and he never goes away, even if we feel far from him. Even if your life is hard, even if you're suffering and you're in pain, you can still find joy and hope by coming to Jesus. Now that might sound trite or easy, but it's my own experience that it's true. That no matter how profound our experience of drought, of despair and doubt, his well will never run dry. How then can we in him? This is our final application. Well, try making time to read the Bible and pray, even if you don't feel like it. When you do, ask God to show you what you can praise him for. I go through a single psalm each morning and I read it out loud and then I write down everything I can praise God for from that psalm. It is the most profoundly enjoyable experience. 
changes our perspective. Then also do what brings you closer to God. I don't know what brings you closer to God. My wife loves to sing. Personally, it leaves me cold. But if it's singing, then sing. Make time to sing songs of worship. Read. If you get your joy in God from reading theology, read theology. Pray. Praise. Tell others about him. You may be going through a valley, but he will walk with you, sustain you and lead you out. As the poet says, tears may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Why are we here? We're here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Stay tuned, we've got some more songs of worship.